Okay, kids, let's go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? Hello. Holy shit. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking. Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy Rogue Squadron Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am Opar. I am Commander Cody. We are here. We are here. 315. 315. Episode 315. Oh. Numbers. The numbers go up. Not always. <clears throat> what if we start going backwards? Somehow the numbers... We're going to count our way from 315 backwards <clears throat> to one, and then when we get to one, the show's over. Yeah. What do you think about that? We'll start at 500. That'd be edgy. No sitcom's ever gone backwards numbering. They just started like episode you know 69. What, <laughs> what type of like <clears throat> animosity that would create? I'm animosity about it right like now. Like if you were... <clears throat> what do you say? What's the word for that? Animus. I'm animus about that idea. Um, no, I think it's a great idea because if you get down to like the teens, you're like, oh my God, we got to wrap this shit up and all this yeah. like, there is a certain level of suspense built in to something like that. Yeah, I like it. Then if the show's going well, the studio's going to be like, no nah, guys, <laughs> scrap the plan. We got to keep it going. They ended the on, ratings are great. Ended on 33, bro. What the <laughs> hell? Where's the missing episode? These, these ratings are incredible. You better keep this shit going. We're going into the negatives. Hmm. Going episode pie. So, episode radical two. Docking Bay, ninety four. Mm hmm. Well, Andor continues to uh, surprise and delight. <laughs> so does Game of Thrones, which we uh, you said you didn't see episode six, so I can't spoil that for you. Yeah, I haven't seen the most recent six? Game yeah, of six. Thrones. I am up to date on Andor. Yeah, man. Like Commander said, my fuck, it's it's exactly what. I've, we've wanted and not that that's what they had to give us but it's different it's different than what we've seen in the Disney era maybe Rogue One set aside yeah. I would even argue Solo stands alone and it's great because of that but it still I feel like is in that Disney groove this is like way out this is like it's own fucking path and I do feel like Rogue One's kind of like started that path and this is just like the doors are open the floodgates are open yes we're finally getting i don't even want to call it adult content but it's along those lines sure mature content that's not the right word either because that gives you sex overtones i've seen the boobs <laughs> they're just covered by like a bunch of armor <laughs> no i imperial uh, officer suits and it in a disney way I want to phrase this correctly. They always try to be woke in a lot of what they do, even their animation stuff. Like, they try to push the boundaries of what's happening. Mm -hmm. This, I feel like they're like, no, fuck that. I'm making a good show. Right. I don't, I don't care what's going on in the world. This is a good show. That's it. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. It's not trying to prove a point that a woman can do a job. It's not trying, trying to prove any other point. It's just like, you know what? This is the fucks, and they're getting fucked. Right. View upon. Like it's great. Yeah. And I, I love the stress and the suspense built in. And I mean we'll we'll get into more details about the, the latest episode, but yeah. 
it, it is the this is the best um launching point episode that I've seen in a long fucking time. Like the best uh, start to a new series? N- no, 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 no. I'm the most recent episode. Like w- the first three or so episodes, it was kind of like a half backstory of of Cassian and his current situation and how yeah, yeah. he's grown, but like his situation hasn't really changed. Right. Like he's still fending for himself. Yeah, still fucking about. And then we kind of got the the doors open because he meets um, Luthen. The doors. The do- the door opens because he meets Luthen, and he gets thrown into this bastard group. Yep. Bunch of bastards. And the last episode was like, all right, we're doing this. You're going here. Don't fucking ask questions. This is how. And then it's kind of like, don't touch my shit. It gets that. You get that deep breath like, and then it ends and you're like, oh, my God, it's going to fucking blow the doors open. I can't. I can't wait. I really can't wait. We got these ebbs and flows where if you have a show like Kenobi where it's only six episodes, you don't really get much of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been slowish <clears throat> but it's not lacking in drama which is the whole fucking point because if it's action all the time then it's like doesn't yes. really matter anymore yes it's, you got to have the build to it big action scene and then you kind of come down and then you have another build you got to ride the wave but it's man. not a smooth wave at that like the group is at odds and they're like why the fuck what is oh this? yeah what is his name what is it what's the cover name that cassian's oh clem clem terrible name um but the, it, it's like, oh, none of them trust Clem. But then again, they don't trust each other. And so it's like, and no one knows what the fuck they're doing. And I love it. I love it, too. When Cassian's dropping knowledge, like, guys, you, you don't know how to fly this fucking ship, dude. What the what hell the, are you what, talking about? What do you got? And it, it's it's so perfect because that's what a rebellion should be. It should be a bunch of people like, I want to make a difference. And, you know, we've got some people that have specialties, but we're clueless also. We're also clueless and <laughs> a huge stroke of luck. Is gonna it's gonna play huge into this, and also they are banking on the arrogance and the blindness of the Imperials. Yeah, because Imperials are gonna be like, no, no one's gonna fuck around with us. Of, of course, that the blonde uh, security lady's kind of catching on, and she's mm-hmm. doing her diggings. Mm-hmm. Um, digging. Same same thoughts. She's be digging in. Yeah, it's interesting to see <clears throat> Cassian come into the group because when he first joins, everyone's like. Well, we have this tight knit group, and we have a plan, and we don't want any outsiders in this. Like, it's too close to the mission. And then, as he starts asking questions and like talking to everybody, you kind of unravel that, like, oh, Cassian probably knows more than all about all this shit than any of them. Yeah. And they're kind of almost at odds with each other. Like, they're barely, barely holding together. Yeah. Yeah. I I pulled a couple <laughs> uh, quotes from this episode because I was like, man. Yeah, dude. Um. They also well, mentioned like some other fringe groups too. I think doesn't he? Or maybe um, maybe that was last episode. Well, the security lady was mentioning a bunch of uh, <clears throat> random hits or or uh, heists. She's, she's doing all that research on the several. So yeah, she, yeah. They, they talk about Scarif. They threw yep. Jakku out yep, there, and I there's saw that. Kessel, and yep. of course the big ones that we all know. Kessel is interesting because Solo just happened, right? Or is it just in the middle of happening? Like that could po- possibly be. Solo fucking around. I don't remember the timeline. Oh, good point. I think Solo's about five years BBY. No, maybe it's 10 BBY. Good point. Because what if that, yeah, what if they were talking stealing, about yep. the stealing, wow, the coaxium? Yeah, because the Imperials like chased it. him when they got out of there. I like it. No, if that, that went over my head, because I was just listening for familiar planets at that point when they were rambling. Yeah. Um, But I loved, it was just a cool quote that she, her and the, uh, the the sidekick Imperial guy that was doing the research with her. Yeah. They, she basically said, it's too random to be random. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I like it. Yep. 
Yeah, because it's someone's trying to play it like they're they don't know as much. Yeah, but it's they they overstepped a little bit. It's now now it's too obvious. Too obvious that it's random to someone yeah. who's actually paying attention. But still, that doesn't help the Imperials because it's still going to remain random. So you don't you don't know where they're going to. Well, of course, and then you're going to have the fucking the hierarchy structure. That's what I think fucks the Empire over more than anything. Yeah, the struggle for power. The yeah, everyone's trying to fuck each, each other over, each, and it's just like Game of Thrones. I keep going back to that, yeah. and I'm not comparing the two in terms of like better or worse. I'm just saying we haven't had a Star Wars that has felt like this before, so yeah. that's why I keep going back to that. But yeah, same thing with like the king and his small council, and the hand of the king, and all the um, the king's guard, and all those families that are around like the court. They're trying to like act like they support the king but they also want to get a leg up and they want to make sure their family's taken care of and yeah. we're seeing a little bit a bit of that in the empire no there's no loyalty that only screws them over though man there's no loyalty but you also see the no loyalty aspect in you know they're, they're loyal to the cause but what the fuck's the cause yeah like they talk about it and we know what it becomes eventually but at the point where they're talking about this quote-unquote cause it's like yeah what Fuck the empire? Is that just the cause? Like, and they're so scared, and they're so tense, and they've all been fucked over by the empire, and they don't trust anyone. Like, I'm so the one of the biggest payoffs is that of this show. I think is going to be, I'm assuming Mon Mothma, like uniting all of these like splinter groups yeah. into something that actually matters. Like getting that, getting her political sway on board to like bring everyone together. Because if all of the other groups are acting the way that this group that Cassian is with on Aldani, they're all fucked. Like, they need someone in the leadership role to, like, yeah. pull everyone together. And so, I think that's what Luthen's trying to be do. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Luthen's trying to do that under Mon Mothma, but Mothma's just like, I can't I can't do all of this because they're. I'm going to be the first person that they point at. And well, it's all going to become... We still don't really know, which is what I love. It's, it's so vague. It's like... She's like, I'm being followed. Like, we need someone to help. I need money, but I can't move it. Mm-hmm. We we like we still don't know how deep she is, or if she's like in control. Because we see like you, we have that deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith with her and Bail Organa and Padme, and then we obviously know where Mon Mothma ends up at Rogue One when she's leading the rebellion. But like, we don't know how deep she is yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we, I know we have three or four seasons of this thing, so it's going to have to unravel over time. Oh, man. I, I'm i just so vested, man. I just, I want to see the next <clears throat> episode. I don't. I'm so ready, dude. It, I love it. I love the band of characters that Cassian's with. Every single one, especially the one that's like hyper questioning Cassian, the, the shorter hair guy with the, he just looks like a psychopath. So he's got his shirt off. I fucking love that character. And it's such a like I don't need to know what happens bef- before this or after this. He he said his piece where and I don't even know his name. It's like <laughs> I still love him. Scrim or Skeen. Skeen. He's be Skeening. No, I I love it. I love it. Yeah, dude. Because he he makes it, he's such a believable character. Yeah, yeah. Like he just doesn't trust anybody, and he, and Cassian's on his high on his shit list. Like, look. Not only do I not trust you, I don't trust any of these other fucks, but you are just dropped in front of us and we're supposed to just go with it and we're we're planning a fucking rebellion. Yeah. We're and everybody else there, there's there's um We're eating scraps, you're getting paid, dude. Right. Right. No, and I I love that tension, man. I love it. And I I really did appreciate that they put in his quip of the Imperials killed my brother, who's just yeah. a farmer, and it was like, but that's all and one of the other quotes, because that leads me to another quote that I did. 
or that I wrote. Everybody has their own rebellion, and I was like, Whoa. "Yes, that was um, that was amazing. I love hearing that." But it, yeah, but I, it all I leads to it, it all leads to fuck the, the Imperials because Cassian hasn't really had his true rebellion yet. You know, he's still kind of like thieving and making cash. He's not fully in, so like he hasn't had his rebellion. Maybe I, it's this mission. I also really appreciate that the the loot that they're taking is actual loot, and it's not like info or technology or something like weird. a data disc yeah it's literally they're stealing money from the empire and yeah. i'm like God, you that saw makes... that shot in the train where it's just like stacks of like gold yeah. coins yeah. yeah and it's like i like the simplicity the, the how simple it is yeah they need money to fund a rebellion they need money to pay for ships they need money robin hood baby i love it robin oh maybe robin shit dude i've never maybe robin the hood that's Rob- where the name came from, right? No. That's not. It's an urban legend. Any uh, What? Um, <laughs> so I was thinking this uh, the other day when I was watching it. And if... Say, picture, if you will. Let's go back in time and create a splinter in the multiverse. Let's say Rise of Skywalker happens. Somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> and it's not our favorite thing. But let's say six, nine months after Rise of Skywalker, Cassian Andor comes out. And it's the first Disney Plus Star Wars show. I feel like fandom is in a totally different place. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can still even have the Mando- <clears throat> Mandalorian come after that. But like having that kind of balance, re, re- affirm everything for us Star Wars fans that like Disney knows what they're doing. And I think they know what they're doing. I will begrudgingly say I think they know what they're doing. I don't know what these whole fucking this rocky start was like they're making i truly think it's they they felt the need they had to do some fan seven, service eight, nine. no seven eight nine they had to well i'm talking about between between nine and our current present time so you're talking about bad batch obi kenobi oh, all those all the shows yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it's like disney was like we're gonna make a fan film but with lucasfilm um resources it's kind of what obi kenobi like. feels like it's just a fan film. And it's like cool in a certain way. That's the the weird thing about that is as fans, like we want that. Like you think, hey, we're going to Kenobi and Vader going to duel again. And we're like, oh my God, like nostalgia for episode three. This is going to be awesome. But I don't think we really do want that. No, it doesn't I add think anything. It sounds like we want that. But what we really want is Cassian Andor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is counterintuitive because like if you asked, that's why... I was always shitting on you about complaining about the fan service in Mando, but I see what you mean kind of in retrospect. It's like fan service is what we think we want, but we don't actually want it. No. It's no. like candy, but we need some we need fucking meat and potatoes. I'd rather have meat and meat and potatoes. I would have right potato candy. From candy. From candy. <laughs> no, I That's my piece on uh Lucasfilm strategy. At this point, none of that matters. I don't give a shit. I don't I the as it sits right now, the most rewatchable series is Andor by far. And we're five episodes in. And we're five episodes in. Yeah. That first three episode arc is so good. It's not even close in my mind. That was like, one of I the would, greatest mornings of my life. I would rewatch Mando maybe, <laughs> but even the first season of Mando feels like late 70s clunky storytelling. You got to skip a couple, I think. Yeah. Is that weird that they? It felt like they tried to go clunky just because Star Wars was clunky in the seventies, and it's like, well, Boba yeah. Fett's an OT character, so we got to make it bad. Well, I think <laughs> Lucas. St- <laughs> fuck you. 
think Lucas started with the Western samurai influence and maybe felt people felt like in the prequels, love him or hate him, he definitely kind of veered away from that style. So I feel like maybe they were trying to kind of harken back to that original, the original roots. Not necessarily like bad production because it was 77 and no budget, but more like, yeah, like gunslinger, Western, samurai, cowboy shit. But this, you're, you're right, because I think Star Wars is a like a, it stood alone back then, at least, because it's like a sci-fi fantasy. But now it's like a sci-fi drama. That's what we've gotten with Andor. Mm-hmm. It's a wartime suspense drama. Political thriller. Political crime. thriller. Dude, it's all of it. We haven't even got any action outside of Cassian killing the first two dudes in the first episode. Right. That's a complete lie because they had that. I was going to say the whole uh, escape in the episode shootout. three. Yeah. But that was like still half low, of low the third key. episode. Yeah. It was, yeah, it wasn't anything big, but that's the whole I mean, point. no fucking like Imperial walkers or like lightsabers oh, or anything God. like that, you know? Dude. One of the best, one of my favorite parts of all of Andor is how terrified they are of the Imperials. Mm-hmm. Every time a Tie Fighter comes, everyone's like, "Oh Dude, God!" Totally different vibe. It's terrified, as opposed to seeing it in the X-wing co- like cockpit. Dude, I feel like in the OT they would have been like, "There they are! Let's get them!" You're like, "No, no, no! You should be terrified of that because that's a death machine." Watch out, Red Five. Where are you going? Yeah, that's it. Now, it's different circumstances because that's one-on-one war right now where it's like, oh, we're building towards that. So I, I get it, but I love I love it. It's I also love them the- being on the ground on, yeah. on foot compared to like being... Han Solo would have started blasting away. <laughs> yeah, Fuck just him, like, start fucking shooting Start at shooting him. like he does because he's a fucking moron. Well, I will say just to... I mean, I, I don't mean this to shit on Rogue One, but there is that two, I think, two scenes where Chirrut turns his staff into a crossbow and takes out a TIE fighter. Bias, goddamn. But he uses the force. I don't... It's right. not... Yeah. Kyber crystals. I get it, yeah. Wookiees and Jar Jar. It's always been a like a half eye roll for me. Like, pff, of course he fucking did. Yeah. He's blind, but he has the force, so he can do that. So it's like, whatever. But maybe that also speaks to your point. Is like Cassian knows what he's doing. He's a general, or he's a captain at that point. Captain. Um, and they have like a base and like a fleet and shit. So maybe they're a little less scared. They're just doing like standard ass X-Wing operations. Well, and of course, because we're seeing it play out now, Cassian has been in this for a long fucking time and does know more than probably 99% of everybody. Yeah. Outside of Obi-Wan Kenobi, he... Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not Where even are lying. you going with this? Who knows more about how to fuck the Imperials over than Cassian Andor? I mean, in all of the rebellion. Right now, all that we know is that he stole one of those fucking transcoder things from them. He hasn't really gotten down and dirty, you know? That's the only thing that we know that he's done so far is steal that fucking little black box. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he clearly knows their tech, how it works. He even knew that Navigator, which is also a side point, which I love the depth of this this uh, story. What? Where the nerdy guy in, in the group that Cassian's in busted out that like... Polaroid? Polaroid machine that was like a navigation machine, but he's yeah. like... This is this is free. It's not being tra- you can't tra- hack traced, that shit. hacked, yeah, or anything. Yeah. This is what the cool. Imperials don't want. Right. And I love that the Imperials basically the Star Wars version of like a written map. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I love I love that they put that in there. That the Imperials are trying to get rid of all that. Like, oh, we'll give you a map. Here it is. Don't use that old map. Yeah. It's useless. It sounds eerily similar to some things that happen in our real world. 
Yeah. Like your phones. Like iPhones. Right. Like everything's tracked at all the time, forever. Yeah. This is being monitored by Alex Jones right now. Globalist control. Globalist. Kerner knows. Um, I also like the um, the lieutenant, captain, colonel. The whatever. guy that's on their side? Yes. The guy yeah, that's yeah, he's on, really on the cool. Imperials. I forgot for a second. I'm not going to lie. I thought they, when we saw him back at the base, the first scene, I just thought that we were introducing ourselves to a new Imperial officer. And I was like, oh, wait, he's the undercover guy. He's the undercover guy. Like, he's it really took me good a second at being too. undercover. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, and, and you see, but it's nice to see the strings pulled. Like, he's doing his thing behind the scenes saying, okay, we need a half crew neck tomorrow for this, this, and this. Yep. And go go paint that thing again. Paint you're the like, fucking thing. Go on vacation. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. Yes. So he's pulling the strings behind. Everything, that, that's, a, that's the whole point. Yeah. It takes a stroke of luck, and everything needs to go right for the rebellion to make a change. Yep. But we know it's, hap- it's going to happen. Now, the nice thing is we've built up these characters around Cassian, and it totally makes sense that a lot of these people are going to get fucked right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is not going to go well. That little kid's going to die. I, I hope so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the manifesto kid. What? Yes, dude. He's writing communism. I love he's it. He's going out. I love it. He's getting taken. I out. really do. I, I capitalism is going to smash him. I love the uh, the dichotomy of of this group. Like everybody has their own little thing, and then like Cassian himself's the glue. He knows a little bit about all of it. Barely, dude. But he does. Well, no, he does. But like, he's not gluing anyone together quite yet. They, I think once they see him in action, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, oh okay, I got it, I got it." Because they're literally they're trying to pull Han Solo's, like just pull it out of their ass. We're gonna go in there, steal everything, and right. everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. And it's like Cassian's like, guys, they don't have plus ten luck. All though. of my family have been murdered, and all of my friends have been murdered because they tried to Han Solo it. So chill the <laughs> fuck out. Who's who's Han Solo? <laughs> Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? So, uh, Skeen, Scorn, Scrum, Skeenoni, Skeena, uh, when he was yelling at uh, Cassian yeah. about not trusting him and all this shit, Cass, and they were talking about, I'm not scared and all this, and he's like, you should be scared. I'm scared. I'm pissing my pants right now. Skeen was trying to, well, the quote is, I'll just say the quote. He said, if you want out, then, uh, then just go. Don't make me the excuse. Yes, that and was nice. I love that line because it was like, you're not, you're not truly mad at Cassian. You're just terrified at what might happen, and right. you're pointing at him. But it's like he's the easiest target Ca- for you to yeah, get mad at. Cassian said it perfectly. He's like, you clearly this wasn't because of me. You've had this inside of you. You're just yeah. So if you want to fucking leave, leave. Right. Well, at least get it out before the mission starts. You fucks. Before but- you figure out how to fly a freighter that you don't know how to fly. Creates a <laughs> who creates a plan to fly a freighter out when no one knows how to fly a freighter? He turned into Professor McGonagall for a second. I know. Harry Potter. Dude, get this. I'm gonna steal a car. Do you know how to drive a car? No, 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 no. But I'm gonna steal one. How do you start it? I don't know. Do you have the keys? What are keys? No, no, no. There's buttons. We'll use those. Do you know how to open the doors? We'll what are the, doors? We'll use the force. That's not how the force works, though. That TIE fighter buzzing them was awesome. Yeah. Dude, it's so... Terrifying, dude. It's I terrifying. It. I love it. And you feel it as a viewer. Like, you're terrified for these characters who are terrified <laughs> mm-hmm. and don't know what the fuck they're doing. Matt also said he loves the ISB scenes. Yeah, man. It's I love seeing that shit. The ISB I is love, the security? Yeah. Hero? 
That's the same the thing that uh, Galen Urso was working for. That's making oh, yeah. the Death Star and shit. Um, and that's also, I think, at the end of Bad Batch where they drop that Camino in off is the ISB. Secret ISB phone and Palpatine that, and shit. Is the ISB the people that are in charge of Grogu's blood in I believe Mando? so. I believe or a so. faction of that, maybe? Yeah. Yep, yep, I believe so. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. The fact that we're getting... We're cutting across multiple characters at multiple locations, I think, is something that I've always missed from a show. Like... Um, I could be messing this up, but correct me if I'm wrong. In Mando, we pretty much stay with Mando the whole time, right? Yeah. There's yeah. No, is there like a side episode or anything like that? No, it's following Mando around. I think the fact that we get to jump around, yeah. we go from Luthen and Mon Mothma, we get to, to go to the ISB, we go to Aldani with Cassian. We get the flashbacks. Flashbacks. We get to, I can't remember the name of the first planet that they're on. But we see a bit of that, and then we also see that off um, that corporate officer that is now stuck with his mom getting fucking bitched at all day, dude. <laughs> I feel so bad for that dude now. But look how badass Coruscant looks. Yeah, Coruscant's awesome, dude. Dude, wh- it's amazing to see it like New York and not like yeah. a polished, like perfect Star Trek city or something. I thought the the smallest little details when when the <clears throat> the scorn officers living with his mom and he's sitting there yeah. and he sees that that light the the sun yep. and it just goes away right away and you're like that's it that's his whole life beautiful cassian coming onto his desk as a task was that little ray of sunshine and he fucked it up get it no fuck what i think um i think i still think he's going to turn to the rebellion and i'm i'm very curious about his character now that we i thought i didn't know if he was going to be out after that first little arc like he failed and he was gonna be out of the show but i'm glad that we're sticking with him with that the officer you're saying yeah. i can't remember his name cyril um cereal karn the only and i'm not mad at it i just i'm not really sure where it's going yet is mon mothma's family scenes mm-hmm. obviously there's tension and maybe her husband and daughter aren't on board with the whole rebellion Thing, or they don't understand it or they don't know how involved their mom is or... well I don't think they know about it yet see that's what I'm they, they're clearly like questioning Mothma mom and they're like well you're just doing it for the yeah. show and all this and yeah she's she's clearly like I want to be like no I'm doing it for all of us bitches like come on yeah but... I think I think what's going on is she's working as a senator and then she's also working as part of the rebellion so she's probably working overtime and she never sees her family and, and yeah. she can't tell them about the rebellion or anything. So they think that she's just, you know, trying to like work her way up through the Senate or something yeah. and spend all her time no, on politics. Never, yeah, she's and never like home. Right. Yeah. But in the back of her mind, she's like, I'm fucking trying to do, I'm doing double the work. I'm undercover. I'm but she can't, followed. she can't tell them anything because that exactly. would endanger them. Yeah. Especially your fucking dumbass husband who's inviting. Did you catch that, by the way? I didn't catch Ooh. it until I watched uh, um, Alex's video. But one of the people on his dinner party list is um, the bald chick next to Palpatine. He's like chief of staff. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just going to invite these Sith Lords over <laughs> for fucking dinner. I mean, they don't know. I didn't catch that until afterwards. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. That's like, that's high up there. Just trying to like. That's get- like, I'm going to invite Tarkin over for, for lunch. Like, oh, yeah. That's fucking high up the ranks, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're just trying to get some like wings. Order! <laughs> we shall have wings. Order! <laughs> what? What? 
I, I love it, man. I love it. It's I, perfect. Nothing is... It's perfect. You heard me? It's perfect. 10 no, out of 10. Nothing is obnoxious. Not yet. No, and I, I, I truly mean that. Everything feels fresh. Everything feels like it has a point and a purpose to further the story or expand the universe. And it's not... It's not obnoxious where it's like, oh, this is on screen for the viewer and that's fucking it. And that's the... Yeah. And we don't need to go into it. But I, I like that it's it's fresh. Everything that I see, I don't need to recognize the stupid speeder that they're in that they're flying around Coruscant in. Like, it's nice that it's it looks goofy. And it I don't... Anakin's pod racer, right? Re-outfitted as a speeder. Yeah. Teleported to Coruscant. I also haven't been watching like reviews or reactions to it because I'm sure there's stuff on screen that like, oh, they pulled that speeders in episode two and it's next to the one that Anakin stole. And it's like, mm-hmm. but I don't care. The it only, doesn't add anything. The only for me. big thing is uh, Alex did a rundown of all the stuff that's in um, Luthen's shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a perfect thing. Like he owns the shop. It's a cover, like almost like a mob cover. It has like a casino or something. Yeah. And all that stuff's in the background, and there's a couple things from Force Unleashed, and there's something from uh, Clone Wars or Bad Batch or whatever. Yeah. But it's like in the background. I didn't. Nothing jumped out at me as something that I recognized. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't obnoxious, but the, like if you wanted to dig into it, be yeah. like, oh, that armor's from here. That has this history. Right. If you wanted to. Right. 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 I like it. I like it. And some people want to, and that's cool. But some people don't. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't matter to me. I think them filming in the UK has a lot to do with the vibe. Man, the sets. Because most... A lot of stuff was... Yeah, all of... Everything that wasn't on location, pretty much, I think was filmed in the UK for all the movies. I have noticed nothing out of place. Yeah. Every single thing feels so good. Yeah. It looks great, man. I don't... There's... I have zero complaints about... I just can't tell you how happy I am that we're sitting here raving about something and not shitting all over it. Yeah. Feels so good. And I was getting worried for a second. I was like, am I a Star Wars fan still? I was like, we were complaining about so many things. I was almost having an existential crisis. Like, goddamn, like every episode, we're just talking about fan film this and Easter egg that. And I was getting a little pissed at myself and I was like a little worried. But yeah. no, it was just, it was the content. It wasn't me. But, and Matt's I'm, saying, I'm perfect. My opinions are right. Ex- the, That's what see, I needed to know. Now you're on my level. Yeah. Um, Matt's <laughs> saying they're downplaying the Easter eggs, which is like the, a, a lesser director would focus on the Easter eggs. And I think that was the issue. Tony Gilroy not being a huge Star Wars fan is the best thing to happen to Star Wars. I agree. So we need to pull some random ass people that have like made. I saw episode four when I was seven years old and let them make movies or series or whatever. And let them make movies too. This Both. actually, um, it <laughs> because this is so good, it gives me reservations for the other stuff that's in the future that is by very big Star Wars. So like the Rogue, Rogue movie or the Rogue Squadron movie. Canceled. Is it fully canceled? Yeah. I was going to talk about it a couple weeks ago. Oh. Like officially, officially. Because I guess like it got delayed or whatever. And then Disney leaves it on the slate like temporarily just in case. And they yeah. they finally took it off of like the slate. This is how you create a real life Joker. Is you, <laughs> you promise everything and deliver nothing and then you just start laughing at yourself until you start cutting heads off commissioner like, gordon <laughs> if you're listening take note mopar is the joker confirmed <laughs> he's gonna oh you know God. he's gonna be he's gonna be start glasgow smiling everyone i can't 
And or zit, man. And or zit. I would love to see. Now, I, I'm I'm curious to see how FedEx and Fucko feel about because they don't like uh, the actor of Cassian, uh, Die, Diego Luna Luna Diego Diego, Diego Luna. Luna I forget his name. Um, I don't mind him. I don't think he's the greatest actor, but I think he's believable enough because I think Cassian is. I he's not like a. He's not in your a face. Template. He's not like a template character. Like he doesn't fit anything. He's just kind of his own. Yeah. He's, he's a, like a scrambler. Like he just does shit. He knows some stuff. I don't even know what the what the. That's what I'm saying. I'm struggling to classify the scramble. That's a ride at the fair. That's what scrambler. He is. That's what he is. We've seen Cassian's him. at the county fair, dude. You've seen him before. No, he is like he's a uh, he's reserved. Especially now. I mean, he's a little more out out front in Rogue One, but he's like standing because the scene that I loved was when he knows how everyone shoots the gun, right handed, left handed, because he stands in the back and he observes everything. He's like a fucking ninja or something. Like he it knows, like, he knows this guy's right handed, this guy's left handed. He walks like this. He has a limp. Like he knows everyone's little quirks. So when it comes the to the right time. He knows like uh, the like the buttons to push to he is to survive. The shit hits the fan expert. Like he's yes. he's just waiting for that to happen. So he's Correct. constantly observing. Like yes. where's my way out? Right. The opposite of Han Solo, right. who is just making it up on the fly and like has plus ten luck, so he gets out of it. <laughs> but no, because so Cassian he he's not in your face a lot. Like he kind of sits back, and then when something comes up, like dude goes for his uh, necklace. Oh yeah. And he's going through his pack. Then he jumps in and like freaks out and he has something to say. Or when they're trying to ask him how to fly the freighter or whatever, he starts to get pissed because he's like, you guys have no clue what you're doing. That's when he really comes out. But I, love I think it. a lot of the time he's reserved. So like it seems maybe at first glance that he's like, like, is he the main character? Because he's really not doing much. But well, he's clearly the main at the right times. I know, I know, I know. Um, I'm just saying. For, nah, in, for I, instance. I like it. I like it. I like that it's not a perfect a perfect group and I know it's a perfect show there's a lot of flaws that's that's the nice thing that they've laid out Mon Mothma flawed right no happy dancing Luthen, in this show fucking flawed mm. slash terrified and flawed and fucked up and flawed and we don't even know the full extent of him yet but his assistant got pissed dude yeah Get off the radio dude yeah, and You're, you can't hear anything, anyways. And he's like, "I think I fucked up because I I brought this Cassian kid along on board. I saw potential in him, but he might just completely, dude. He could just rob. What what stops Cassian truly keeping the crystal? From keeping and, the crystal, and just yeah, booking right, it. Nothing, nothing. Well, something because I think he knows Cassian's not like a horrible person. Well, and that he's he, a thief, but he's not like a villain. If that makes right, sense. and but that's that's the people that the rebellion need. Yeah, yeah, because thieves are experienced right and they're knowledgeable and they know which way people shoot guns they do and they know how I was to trying to freighter i was trying to think of an now he's like james fucking bond and we, we just even, he's not banging every girl we even said that about luthan like he walked in when he picked cassian up and oh, there was a yeah, james bond we batman did, we did, we did, scene we did we did, we did. and it, he does have that kind of stroke of i know enough to get by i'm not a, i'm not a genius i'm not a fucking technology savant but you walk in, he's like, okay, this does that, and I can use it to, this wave to my mm -hmm. advantage to get out. Mm -hmm. Or 
You know, these people think this, so I'm gonna he 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 leverages what's in front of him, which is great, and we've never really seen that. Bond is not the right person I'm thinking of. Batman. Mm, it's he, I can't think of it, but I'm remembering a scene from a movie or a show where it's like someone walks in and doesn't say anything, and then somebody asks him something. They're like, "Well, there's a back door there, and there's a bomb on this front door, and there's something ab- above us on the roof." And I'm just blanking on what it was from. It'll come to me like tomorrow morning, and I'll text you like, "God damn it!" Well, Luthen said that when he walked in. He's, no, he, I know, but I'm, I'm thinking of something else. Like may, maybe it was Mission Impossible. I don't know. Mm. I'm trying to relate it to casting, but yeah, Russia. Jackie right. Chan? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Junta. Chris Tucker. <laughs> Junta. Um, it's, a, it's a very very good show. I also really, really like the main chick that's the leader of the group. Also, I'm really excited to see what the two girls are going off separate to do. Oh, yeah. Because they're breaking off, and it's like they haven't detailed that at all. Nope. They're like, you guys walk in. And just get killed, and the us two girls are just going to fly away with all the money. <laughs> We're going to take the payroll and peace out, dude. Could you imagine if they did get in there and they start? Yeah, switch sides, trading. Well, I'm just saying, like the girls, not 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 the girls in particular, but like they get in there and like, well, if we just say fuck the guys, keep I all know the money. Cassian told me how to. Yeah, Cassian told me how to fly the freighter. Why do we have to wait for them? He didn't though. He wow, said, I'm true. flying the freighter. I, I like that because he puts in, him in, the, in not only in control to make decisions, but like yeah. he has to be there at the end. Right. So he's almost saving himself by saying, I'm going to fly it. Yep. And not telling them how. It's like, I have to do it. Yeah. Luthen, I think Luthen must have known that the team was unprepared. Yeah. And that was the whole point of having Cassian yeah. in there. He's like, that, and that's why he's so nervous, probably. And, he's and, like, the Val is not ready for this shit. And that's what I'm saying, that Cassian's the glue guy. Maybe not morally, or... They don't even realize he's glue yet. Right. Luthen knows he's glue. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's there just to... I feel that. He's the double checker. I you going to say double chin. He's the double chin. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh. He's, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's 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 a great series, man. I am full on. I would argue, I am more excited about Cassian Andor, and I said this a fucking year ago. I'm excited for Cassian Andor. It's yeah. the only one, and I, I and I know Ahsoka's on the fucking docket. And Tales of the Jedi. And Tales of the Jedi, which yeah, but that's gonna be more fan service prequel. I know what what it's gonna look like. Like it's gonna be fun to watch, but it's not gonna be groundbreaking. Cassian Andor is groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka is a is borderline fan service. Yeah, absolutely. I think she skirts the line because we're just getting her in live action for the first time ever. So the fact that it's a crossover in the live action feels almost kind of like it's new. And then obviously she's only from Clone Wars and Rebels. So I think the fans at large, like outside of like hardcore Star Wars fans, probably don't know who she is. Or like have just barely heard of her. So for them... Yeah. I think it's like a new character or new, new enough. You know what I mean? That it's not like, Hey, Obi-Wan Kenobi's back, but it's, I think what they could do with, with Ahsoka going forward with her own show is what the little snippet in Obi-Wan that we saw where he's hiding mm-hmm. from every fucking thing. It's just going to be that expanded where she's trying to find her way still. And like, 
who should she tell or trust or where should she help because she doesn't want to bring too much attention to herself. Yeah. So it's like, well, if I kill some First Order people, that's going to bring attention to myself. If I help some resistance people that's still going to bring attention to myself so how do i mm -hmm. manage this i think that could be really good and it's not really hitting that fan service stuff but of course because being ahsoka it's just going to be wrapped into yeah jedi stuff obi-wan anakin thrawn, thrawn. thrawn's gonna but be the main thing yeah the thrawn thing might be the, the thing to carry us through though because i don't think that's <clears throat> even as huge star wars fans thrawn is that untouched fan service per se but it's like they could literally do anything with Thrawn. Interesting. He could be yeah. he could be terrifying. I would like for him to be terrifying. I've never He could be the Tarkin we always wanted and never got. And I know we did get he a little bit. Tarkin, yeah. But he he because he was killed off in the first movie, we've only the sprinklings we've gotten from See, like, I almost well, think that's even better if you get I agree. I agree. But that's the nice thing that they can do with Thrawn is take yeah. that and like expand it and make him fucking terrifying in yep. a military way, the way that Vader feels, mm -hmm. but just from a chiss. He's not force sensitive. Just. He's just terrifying. Right. I want that it's little baby Yoda's blood because I want to murder everyone. <laughs> not even talking about bringing Why? Palpatine back. Why? Because my dick's blue. All right. <laughs> now get over it. Rock hard for anger. <laughs> Um, off of what you said about Kenobi and hiding, I, I think I don't even know if I am against the idea of like the Kenobi show, like the concept of it. I think it's more the execution. And I think the one thing I want Disney to take away from the success of Andor is like they can let things draw out over a longer period of time. Like imagine if Kenobi was like 12 episodes. Oh, dude. And Vader didn't show up until like episode 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like we got a lot more time with... Part of the reason is we don't need it because we know who Kenobi is. But I just... I feel like that played out so quick. You could easily tell that it was supposed to be a movie and it became a, a, a series. But they could have executed that differently. And it would have been perceived differently and not had that fan film feel. I think they put themselves in a box. Because the story that was written was Leia. And you're like... How yeah. many fucking episodes can we do with right. Child Leia running around? You yeah. could have had a bunch if she only got kidnapped once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could have found more shit for her to do to develop I her character. I disagree. I don't know how much I can handle of Child Leia and hiding Obi-Wan. Like, I, there's only so much there. And I do think they did right with that relationship because they do those sprinklings oh your mother I see the mother in you and yeah you and that's like whoa yeah that and they so did that yeah. but I don't need that 12 episodes I don't I don't know I kind of disagree I, and not not that I disagree I just think they put themselves in a box when they wrote the story because it's like well we can only fill six episodes just announcing <laughs> Kenobi would put them in a box you know yeah. what I mean and yeah. announcing Boba Fett which is so weird to say because I know I always supported them taking the Marvel approach but I think I don't know. I it's hard for it's hard to gauge if it's like if it was the slate of characters that they chose or if it was the execution of it. You know what would really put uh, uh, Andor over the the edge? What's that? Is if it wasn't called Andor. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going with that. Where this movie's called Aquaman. 
It's, it's about, about Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. Dude, if Andor was just called like The Rebellion. Well, not even because that's still just labeling what it is. But, you know, come up with something creative. I don't know. I do have to say Game of Thrones is one of the best names for anything uh, I've ever heard yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. Call it and it's not even the original name of the series. Call it Galaxy of Guns. <laughs> Starfields of Sultriness. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, it it, it's it almost, is a weird choice. Like, Obviously, he's our lead character. Well, look what we've got. Ahsoka, Andor, Obi-Wan, Boba Fett. Even the Mandalorian, you're like, okay, I mm-hmm. wonder what this is gonna be about. Yep. But that's isn't that wouldn't that be fun if there was just like this mm-hmm. is a, this is a Star Wars show and it's called Junebug. It's a step. <laughs> it's a step for them leading towards that, where they can just name a show based on a scenario or like an area yeah. that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. They feel like they have to have it led by someone that everyone knows. Dude, call it the cause. Fuck the path dude yeah see but that's the the seeds that were planted in obi-wan i sent our fucking resume dude i know don't look at me like that that's the seeds they planted in obi-wan that's perfect call it the path or the way or not the way or go backwards everyone leave lucasfilm a negative review on glassdoor until they hire us the show's called no (laughs) (laughs) u-turns man yeah i wonder how it's going to change future projects like, obviously, Tales of the Jedi is about to be out. Ba- uh, Bad Batch Season 2 is almost out. So those are probably set in stone. But I wonder if this is going to influence any of the directors in their future projects. Mando Season 3 is obviously already done, too. But Yeah. The, uh, I can't, I can't. What? The director's done so fucking well with this show. Even outside of character development and you know scene building yeah like when the ragtag group is like sitting around a campfire i just trust it it feels it's that like like humans in the world yeah not humans on a green screen yeah it 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 does feel authentic but it also has that like little like background kookiness like when they're sitting around wearing fucking helmets and and I don't know what the f- they're all wearing like moss t-shirts and shit and you're like all right well this is like clearly 1977 I would like a moss t-shirt dude <laughs> but you know what I'm saying like it felt yeah they weren't like animal skins yeah they look like the wild things from Game of Thrones kind of it feel it almost feels like the Ewok movies like set wise yeah 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 it feels I don't it's like tangible yeah there's something there's a word there that I just don't know there's real shit there they're out they're out in the fucking world they're in yeah they're in the environment. And I understand that you can't technically do that with the budget or with the production for every single show ever. But I will, I just, there's no way around the fact that it's just noticeable. Yeah. Oh, it's it's apparent. It it's so, it's punching you in the face. Like, yes. This is all real. Right. They are breathing this air. This is a fire. This, they're wearing well, I would shit. Say the like, other, I would say it in the other direction. Like, this feels like the way it's supposed to be. And the other ones are punching you in the face. Like, this yeah. is not actual, yeah. actually happening. Yeah. This is 20 miles outside of Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if... Uh, actually, I was thinking about that uh, yesterday. I wonder if people in the UK don't have that same feeling because they're like, yeah, this is just what it looks like over here. Dude. Like this, That was just in Scotland. Like, it's no big deal. Whereas for us, it's like, oh, that was just outside of Los Angeles. Like, it's just a fucking desert. But it... 
to me, it doesn't matter as long as it works. And I thought I in yeah. Obi-Wan, it didn't work. It wasn't believable. It literally did feel like they were just over a hill so you couldn't see the lights of Los Angeles. Obi-Wan, I didn't mind as much as uh, it was Boba Fett and Mando for me. It didn't feel like everything had a purpose. And that's... I keep driving that that train because it's like everything I look at on screen in Andor is there for a reason because people prior in in the galaxy created that. Right. In Boba Fett, I really feel like, oh, it's on screen for the viewer and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, you, it's such a shallow yeah. viewing. Like there's, it doesn't, there's no culture. That's, and I keep coming back to that word too, culture. It, it feels, everything has a purpose. There's culture behind all of this. You know, even the planet that they're on, it feels like, okay, this used to be farmland that was invaded. Now they're all terrible. And it's like, I completely believe all that. Right, we do. He has one, sen- a couple sentences of backstory for the planet. That's all you need. Yeah, because because you, you know what, we're gonna experience the planet as things unfold. Right. Yeah, what you said last week or the week before, um, we knew that Kenobi and Vader had to have a showdown. So it's just like, well, where do you want them to have the showdown? Yeah. Not like the story leads them to this planet, and it's important because of X and Leia's trapped there, and that's where they have the showdown. It's like pick a random planet with rocks that they're gonna have a showdown yeah. on. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So the planet was created for the showdown. Exactly. Not the planet was there existing and has a history, and they end up there, and it, one it, of them it crash builds. lands on it because yeah. they're yeah. yeah yeah because a prior war had sensor overloads and you they they crash land because because of, but none of that. It's like rocks. This planet has rocks. There's no civilians for them to worry about attacking, and it has rocks. It really felt way out of place. Even though we got to see a badass thing. You're right. We need a rock planet with no civilians. Well, guess what? Boop, there it I is. I told you I felt weird about the rocks from the from the first time I saw it. But whatever. Well, the rocks themselves, yeah. I it felt that felt like fan service punching you in the face. Because all I thought about was Ray. Punching you rocks. punching you in the dick. Blue dick. It was the I thought about the Ray lifting rocks thing second. First, to me, it was like, how epic can we make the force look right now? Like, let's make a video game movie, fan film movie, show. That's what I felt. Anyways, we're shitting too much. What? Made for series video game. I would play the shit out of an Andor. Like, yeah. Even if it was linear. They don't do that anymore, dude. I love it. No loot boxes potential in that. Microtransactions. I'm hyped, man. I I and I know we're at that tipping point because they're fucking sitting outside on the bonfire on the hill. They're like tomorrow morning. This is it. And that, what a great like send off mm-hmm. where uh, Luthen was talking to. I, I thought it was like his girlfriend or something, but I, I'm assuming it it's might like the, be like his wife know. or whatever. But she was definitely like the assistant at the store. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that he's all stressed out and like, I don't know if I did it right or correct or it's going to fuck up. And she's like, well, 24 hours from now, we'll know. Right. And it's like, ah, how, how perfect of a send off to be like, guys, watch the next episode. Yeah. And it's not not like, a, hey, guess what? Vader and uh, motherfucker gonna, are going to battle next time. on this empty planet. Best part is that we still got six episodes after that. I am also interested. Fuck, I'm dude. interested to see... 
Because we know, well, at least, I, don't know. I assume. I know nothing. Saw, Guerrera, and Cassian are never going to meet. It's a good question. I guess they could because he kind of, in Rogue One, he kind of runs into his cave like ready to blast him, you know? I don't know. But he, Cassian interrogates Jin about Saw. When was the last time you saw Saw? We need a, we need an audience with Saw because that was the whole point they, oh, that they got. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't think Cassian's ever met him. Interesting. I guess they could make it work somehow. Or maybe but. Saw's group goes underground at some point. Like, they can't get in touch with them. Or maybe this is where they... Right, they start break disagreeing off about and, the shit. And I it, bet you we don't see Cassian and Saw together this season. I bet Luthen is the one that, like, reaches out to him. Luthen, Luthen seems like he's just the doer, man. He's, he's like... He's fucking awesome, dude. That he, actor just brings so much goddamn charisma. Yeah. And whoa. I, we didn't even talk about that, that physical transition when he... F- Picks up Cassian and he's just like grumbled guard, and then he puts oh, on the yeah, fucking senator back, jacket yep, and he's yep. like, oh, and you're like, <laughs> well, good was day that? to you, Mount Mothma. But you know what that made me think of was Padme, because in the Padme book, mm-hmm. she had to do that exact thing where she would talk to her handmaidens they and it was just like to, nonchalant, yeah. and then as soon she had to put on this like transylvanian, yeah. Oh, and we see that with Leia too. Yeah. Well, Padme does that in the movies too. It's just it wasn't apparent. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I mean, this is a total tangent, but I felt like I had some inkling of Padme and like her role as queen versus senator versus just Padme. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, Queen Shadow that had to like fill in all those gaps. Yeah, where I feel like now, like the show is giving me all of the gaps. Queen Shadow was the one that I read. Yeah. Whose Peril is the second one? Yeah, I haven't read the second. I haven't one. seen it. Yeah, okay. Um, Fucko says, wondering where Vader and Palpatine are. That's the last on my list. I don't give a, f- I don't give a shit. I hope they like in a curious way. Sure. But I don't want to see them or hear about them. Honestly, I could handle like one hollow transmission from Vader in like season three, but yeah. I don't want to even pretend they exist right now. Yeah. It's just too much. And it's it, this is set up so well for the everyday man or th- woman or bantha or Ewok. I I sorry, I just hit the reset button now on my on my whole existence. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um I just don't I, sorry, I'm I I'm enjoying the everyday people doing extraordinary things. And I do think that's where we got the like, high levels though, but Mon Mothma is not really senator. She fucking dude, she's not a Jedi. High class Coruscant. She doesn't even know a fucking Jedi. Like who 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 really is Mon Mothma? We don't know. She's a senator. Well, I was going back more to the again a Game of Thrones um, analogy, but like we have the high lords of all the high houses, but then we also get to see just random fucking farmers and soldiers and shit. I'll give you. I'll I'll give you this. No, if if if. You, because fucko, I, and I didn't mean to talk shit, fucko. In a curious way, sure. Like, what are Vader and Palpatine doing? Now, the way maybe they can sprinkle it in is if Mon Mothma has a meeting where Palpatine is involved, because that makes sense, because he's the Emperor. 
Honestly, that is more interesting to me. I know that Vader is obviously out hunting Jedi and being the enforcer and being almost like a shadow enforcer this whole time. But we have not seen how the Imperial politics take over from the Republic politics. We, well, I mean, we're seeing that actively right. play we're, out. Right. We're in, yes, it's in progress, progress right now. But seeing Palpatine in like typical government meetings instead of being a Sith Lord. Right. That is fucking interesting to me. No, I I I, I agree because if the if if Mon Mothma gets cornered like in a meeting and right. Palpatine's in there, he could almost because he you know he's he's all knowing he's fucking omnipotent. He could almost defend Mon Mothma while simultaneously bringing her down. Because mm-hmm. he'd be like, no 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 no, we need her. She's great. She's doing this and this for the galaxy. And then behind the scenes, he's like. Vader, <laughs> fuck them all up. Start slashing people, please. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think in a political sense, if Palpatine shows up, it could be, I mean, epic. In in an only a political Correct. Sense. No force lightning. No, he can't be floating in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because not everyone knows he's a, almost no one knows he's a goddamn Sith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's a lot of potential, man, for them to do a lot of things in the right way. But the setting is so perfect because if they made me care, they made me care about these nobodies, which I've never cared about the the rebellion. That's the nice thing. Right. They nope. made me care about the rebellion. No more happy dancing. This, yes. Thank you. It's the complete opposite. They all hate each other. They don't trust each other. And I still have an inkling that they're going to turn on each other because fuck them. Yeah, Foco says, I want to see them as the two chief executive empire officials. Yeah. CEO and COO of the <laughs> fucking empire. Yeah, dude. I think we will. I probably, probably not in the season one, but I think we will. I tr- don't want to see Vader on scene. No. I don't. It's no. not this 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 isn't the story. Keep him out of it. Palpatine makes sense contextually. He like could, Vader's not going to show up to Coruscant and be like, uh, "How's the fucking how's my mail? Check my mail today." Now Palpatine being there makes more sense. He's he's in charge. If, if he's I'm, like the president. Everyone's at the, around the White House. Like we're in Washington D.C. Like you're going to see the president. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just part of it. House tr- of Cards. I'm trying to make it make make it make sense in my head. Like if okay. Vader has to be on scene. Okay, okay, well, okay. Well, how are we going to squeeze it in? How are we going to squeeze it in? Where is it going to build upon? Like, maybe that uh, security officer who's living with his mom now, like you said, it could be the seeds planted where he actually turns on the Empire. And maybe what makes him turn is he sees Vader do some horrendous shit and he's like, I can't be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Like, Vader comes in and kills his mom. <laughs> No, he would that he would sign the fuck up for the Empire, dude. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but be some, ready. <laughs> but you know, something along those lines. Like it needs to lead to something. It can't just be Vader being Vader because we we know that it needs to expand upon something else. So, I hope we don't see Vader. I hope we don't see any lightsabers. I agree. Those are two things I really just. But no, it, and no force. In the same way, though, because we're not expecting it and we don't want it, that's almost a perfect time to do it. But I agree, it's. If don't do it tastefully. Don't do it too much. Don't do it too early. Right. Don't do it in season one, but. But. I love. I love the. I. L- <laughs> I love the idea of casting Andor. I'm sorry. I love the idea of Andor being 12 episodes and possibly three seasons long. 
especially with what we got so far because it's just like it's like 30 hours dude dude and it's the building of the rebellion which we love to hate but my god is it off to a rough start and this is what i it it just makes me appreciate what actually makes me hate han solo more but you know what are you gonna do i think him and cassian are two sides of the same scoundrel coin i can agree with that andor is prepared they almost don't know their own Han Solo's dumb luck. They don't know their own, own importance. Han Solo's like Harry Potter. That's He what? bumbles around and he just fucking figures it out in the moment. Oh yeah, I killed a troll in the girl's bathroom. How'd you do that? <laughs> I don't fucking stabbed his nose. I don't know. I don't know. It just happened. Plus 10 luck. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it is. But where, that's... Where, where fucking Cassian has like plus 10 intelligence. Yeah. And dexterity. He's a little and, more than that. And he has no charisma. Han Solo's got charisma and luck. Yeah. Cassian has intelligence and dexterity. Yep. So I just related it to Kotor, you know, just in case. Uh, Fuck does mention Vader also interrogated all top spies and saboteurs. So can you imagine like a Kylo Ren style interrogation with Cassian gets caught and they bump him up the ranks and Vader fucking interrogates his ass? <laughs> season three or four. Like finale of season three, Cassian gets captured. They're bringing that little ball with the needle on it. <laughs> That's what I don't want. Do you want to watch the Super Mario Brothers movie trailer? No. Nah, I don't want to. No. Um, random side note. I did. Well, I know you You uh, just jumping on the gaming news. Uh, I know you played a little bit of Overwatch 2. I, I did, did. I did buy the Kawabunga collection. And I, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I tested out... Um, uh, TMNT 1 and 2 that was originally for uh, NES. It's great. Yeah. It's it's so hard. It's so hard. Still. It, it, oh, man. it's. Did you end up getting it for Xbox? Enraging. Uh, Xbox. Nice. Yeah. I just said fuck it because I want to play with a normal controller. <laughs> normal controller. It's true. Yeah. I mean, the Switch is great, but kind of it's kind of fumbly. Like, you're just like, okay, that's, that's a big, big unit. Uh, wait, even when you play it on the TV, though? I don't ever play it on the TV, actually. Oh. I you're That's a good point. I do have the um, premium... The pro controller? Pro controller. I could do that. I just never... Yeah. I bought the Switch not for that. I already have a pro controller in my Xbox. Like, I just play right, on that. Right, 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 right. So I, I only use my Switch for mobile. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, man. I do want to play them. I probably won't buy it for a minute, though. Yeah, I mean it's you really have to be retro. I mean they're you got to be in the they're right good mood. bad they're bad good games. They're Floyd. good bad games. And there's I've only played like three Turtles games in my life, so there's probably a couple on there that I've never even seen before. The first so. one, it's borderline unplayable. I couldn't like too hard or too stupid. Too hard. It's too hard. Yeah. The first one's an games overhead. were a different fucking beast back then. Oh yeah, <laughs> the first one is an overhead view until you go into the sewers and it's a side scroller, but right. it's so you jump so fucking high. And it's so slow that as you jump, like things start flying at you, and you're like, I'm already in the air. Right, you can't move. You can't go anywhere else. Right. So it's like you literally have to <laughs> memorize everything. And it's like, oh my God. See, I do not like games like that. It's hard. It's really hard. I never I never got anywhere when I owned it for NES yeah. as a kid. Yeah. I'd stop playing the first one. Because the second one was still hard, but you could kind of grind it out. The first one was like, I gotta memorize every single bad guy. Right. And I got it. And each each of the turtles have different attacks mm-hmm. and have their own advantages and disadvantages. So you need to know what turtle to be at the 
right time because you can change it on the fly. Oh yeah, like you could literally be mid jump and be like, nope, I want to be Leo now, and then you can restart and you're you're you change the Leo mid jump. But it's like you need to know when to switch and when to use who and what against what and when to jump. And you're like, dude, there's too mm-hmm. much, it's too much. Yeah. But all that to say, it's smooth. It it plays like it, like the retro. That's good. I have that on the list. It's fun sitting on the list. Well, that's how Overwatch is. You got to know what the counter is for the certain heroes. You got to know what everyone's abilities. That's not true. You can ramble in. I ramble in every time I play. I tried to ramble in. Uh, Ethan, I don't know if you're still on the stream, but we tried to ramble in last night, and he was pissed, getting triggered. That's what Ethan trying does. to play like Call of Duty or Halo or something. No, but you have to know like hard counters for the uh, the other heroes on the other team, and yeah. you got to know everyone's voice and know what their powers are so you can avoid it and shit. But it's good, man. But is it? You said it's just like a. It, well, it's weird the way that it's marketed because it's like it's Overwatch 2, but it's a really, really huge patch. Like, is there new maps or any? Or? Yeah, there's like there's six new maps. There's three new heroes. All the UI is different. Like the menus look better. Everything's smoother. Some of the heroes got change, but it it's you don't have to pay for Overwatch 2, and Overwatch 1 literally like is a forced update. You can't play Overwatch 1 anymore at all. So, it, so it, everything, the, like even if you gone? put the disc, no, the maps are still there. Okay. Yeah, they kept all the maps, all the heroes. Like, okay. The nicest thing, honestly, about it is that all of my settings and skins and everything transferred. Oh, nice. So I started this. I started two. I jumped into a match. All of my settings and my custom key bindings for like Zenyatta were already in place. Like, nice. I jumped in and like it was the smoothest transition, honestly. Now the queue time to get into the game was a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's been clunky, like for the servers and everything. Once I got in, I didn't get kicked at all, which is nice. But I had to wait. It took me... I just let my Xbox sit there until I got in queue, but it took about half an hour to get in. What? Mm-hmm. That's not worth it to me. Well, just... I mean, just because it's the first couple of days. No, I get it. It'll be fixed. I've been... My uh, my kid booted up the campaign to Battlefield 4 accidentally, and, and I was like, oh. I forgot there was a campaign. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, it's hard. I, I'm really good at that game, but that campaign's like brutal. I'm like, yeah? oh, Jesus. Well, uh, of course, it forces you to use guns that you're not familiar with and then you're right you don't have the fucking straw and right. the sr2 whatever you see so um that yeah. got me i've been playing multiplayer battlefield 4 again nice it's dude. still it's still great man the only issue is the servers like good luck finding open and good servers <laughs> anything that's not shanghai <laughs> but but if you can get into one it's like oh this is still yeah. this is still it man it's it's hard people have gotten so good at that game but so there's a lot of people complaining about Overwatch 2, and I think it probably stems from that. It's like a game, even if it has a rocky start, if the fan base sticks with it and they keep patching it and they keep bringing out DLC. Because I we didn't t- jump into Battlefield right away, but I heard that the, the launch of 4 was awful. Like it was buggy as fuck and the sound yeah. cut out and things were glitching and everything. But now that they fixed the game, it's been out so long that it's like they've pretty much addressed everything and now it's so fucking solid. Yeah, you can just keep playing it. So yeah. people felt like that way about Overwatch 1. So jumping into 2, obviously it's a brand new... Like, there's going to be yeah. so much shit that you cannot expect. That's why I'm surprised you said it was such a smooth transition. Like, it's that's a, that's a great start. <laughs> that, I mean, that's my experience. People are pissed about a bunch of different things. I don't know why. All, like, so they're all kids. They don't give a... F- it's like, you can't expect something to work perfectly on day one when, like, 10 million people are trying to get on the same fucking game. When are, and when they're gonna- just mad about the, the payment stuff. It's just like Halo, where you have to, like, pay for... And Fortnite, where you have to pay for skins. Yeah. Which, I mean, I get it, but whatever. Think about how much value you got out of, let's just even say Skyrim. Say you only paid for Skyrim one time. 
Yeah. For let's say you bought the best edition for eighty bucks, and then let's say you even rebought the legendary edition for an extra twenty yeah. when they upgraded. You got it. So you spent a hundred bucks, but how much do you get out of that over the course of like a decade, eleven years? Yeah. So the fact that you might maybe you buy skins, or you buy the battle pass, and over the course of a couple of years you pay two hundred and fifty bucks for a game, I feel like that's still fair. People are just so used to like it's sixty bucks and that's it, and I don't want to spend any more than that. I don't think the money's the issue. It's if if I'm going to put money into a game, it better be a good game. Yeah, that's all I expect. Right. And I, I admittedly, I, I'm not as patient with that because it's like, well, I just spent sixty dollars because I want to play the game right fucking now. Right. And when I boot it up, and it's like, oh, well, half the game doesn't fucking work, and it's like, come on, guys. Well, maybe that's the benefit of the free to play thing is like you boot it up and it's free, and it's if you don't like it, then you turn it back off, yeah, and you can and play if, it later. If you do like it and you start to fall in love with it, then you can spend some money on skins. Consider this: I want a real time strategy Star Wars game, Empire at War, with, but I want it built on the StarCraft, not platform, but yeah. idea where it's. A, a balance of three, so it's the scum, the rebels, and the empire. And the em- empire. Yeah, just do that. That's all I need. It's really simple. It re- I'm not lying. That's a 20 year game. Yeah. I would play that over and over and over again. Well, people still play StarCraft One. I do. And Warcraft One. And Empire. Well, people still play Empire War. If I you have can get it on Steam. I have it. Yeah, I actually own it on on Steam. I haven't. the The great thing about Empire at War was the. Uh, um, in space battles. Holy shit, was that fun. Yeah. They had both, right? They had planet side stuff too, right? Yeah, Walkers yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because if you lost on the ground, it would go up into the space battle before you lost the sector. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've kind of made that name that word up, but like you could you wouldn't lose the planet until you lost the entire thing. Right. You lose the ground battle, then you go up into space. And if you win a space battle, you go back down to the ground. That sounds like are you having flashbacks to Battlefront? That sounds like Capital. Maybe Supremacy. I'm making half of it up, but <laughs> but I I do feel like there was that. Any Empire at War veterans? Let us know if that's real or not. Yeah, but there the, the I remember the uh, the space battles were fucking fun. Like the interdictor ships, yeah. would limit a lot of the other ships, like transmission wise, or or like they would negate some. Oh my god! And positioning them in a certain way, and tractor then, beams. And shit. Oh, dude! And they had tractor beams. Like you could slow ships down. Oh my god! It was it was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. But just make that new and make it a a, a good one. Triumphant. A good one. A good one. Well, oh man, the plan is clear for Star Wars. Do things properly. <laughs> Don't let Star Wars fans make Star Wars. Yeah, and do think, take your time. That's really all I have to say. Take your time. I'll wait if it's good. I'll start to get pissed and impatient if you pump things out fast and I don't like them. You know what I always like doing? What do you like, what do you I, like doing? I was going to... I like doing... Have you seen the new thing about like creating a draft? Like, we draft uh, our no. own... So there, there's been random ones where, I, like on TikTok, people will be there's just like two guys and like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do a draft back and forth, best cereals, and then you draft one and I go and we go back and forth and when then we look at who has the best. Uh, list. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I, I like that idea. Maybe I can't think of one off the top of my head, which is rare, but um, <laughs> that is rare. That is rare. But we we could potentially do something like that. Okay, best that sounds fun. best childhood. Best child. Shows. Best children. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, or like retro video games. 
Yeah, that sounds fun. Consoles. I mean, I don't. I haven't played enough consoles. That's true. You only had two your whole life. But like, if if we like, you're a poor English child. Let's let's do top three right now. Right now, three draft best video games of all time. Okay, and we can't pick the same one because we're drafting no, them that, from the that's, pool. That, that's right? the point. Yeah, yeah. Which is more interesting than the favorites list because we always tend to be like, oh, Skyrim, Mass Effect, and Battlefield. But those are gonna. <laughs> and we pick the same three. I mean, that, I mean, that's <laughs> on our. I mean, it's got to be on the list. Those are the, some of the greatest games of all time. I'm gonna shoot for a shooter, an RPG, and a strategy, but we'll see how it plays out. So we're all all time, all console. Yeah. Well, who's gonna go first? We gotta do rock paper scissors. You can go first. Oh, um, I'll be nice. What? So the the issue is because because I didn't set any parameters. I want to say Mass Effect, but does that include all three? Like, is it as a series? I think we can be flexible and say like the Mass Effect. Well, no, because I can't just say all of Elder Scrolls. I'd have to pick Skyrim, you know. So you you have to be specific. Say Mass Effect 3 or 1. Fine, Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> this actually might be easier for me because usually when we do this, you say Skyrim and then I'm like, oh, I also love Skyrim and then I can't think of anything else. But you else. have a lot. You ha- but a now lot. I can't pick Skyrim. Um, I'll, I'll say Overwatch. Oh, that's okay. Um, I will. I will say Overwatch. I really love it. I really do. You'll leave me easy ones. KOTOR. <laughs> no! <laughs> Yeah, I can understand how, I, how right. I fucked that up. Yeah. <laughs> but you got two RPGs, though. Okay. That's all I want to play. <laughs> That's all want. Okay. I can see that. Um, KOTOR 1 or 2? 1. Some people are pissed. They like the second one better. Those are those people are called wrong. Those people are called wrong. Oh, man. I thought it was going to be an easier one, but... Yeah. You fucked up. <laughs> I'm happy with my choice. I'm sad that I lost both Skyrim and KOTOR. <laughs> uh, so I'll say Mass Effect. And I'll, if I have to narrow it down to one, I'll say Mass Effect 3. Fuck. That was, uh, was going to... I was going to go all... Triple all, RPGs, baby. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know my next one. We're good. Um, And you can't steal it because there's other options. Ah... Uh, Okay, so I'm I'm gonna throw one out there that I. <laughs> I feel like you should put it, you should just take Battlefield, like put a shooter in it. No, I'm I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna do just Mario sixty four. Okay. I I still love that game. I think it's still playable. I I it is. I truly enjoy. Speaking of Mario, yeah, the trailer came out for the Mario movie. I'll do Mario sixty four. I'll take. Um, fuck! I just spaced. I had it in my head. Shit. Elden Ring. No, Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls. I'll actually, I'll actually go Dark Souls three over Elden Ring. I mean, it, it's wrong. I might go Dark Souls one. I don't know. It's Dark got Souls nostalgia. one is not the answer. <laughs> it's got serious, 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 serious nostalgia factor though. Yeah, yeah. I just is it as replayable as like Elden Ring? I feel like it was before Elden Ring came out. <laughs> well, it was before three came out. That's why it was hard to pick Mass Effect two. Like so, one <clears throat> is great, but then two makes improvements. And then you're like, yeah, well, three's, it's easier to play, yeah. and then three makes improvements. I, I'll argue for your own third pick as for Elden Ring because I feel like because I have Skyrim, I have that open world where Elden Ring would almost like fit that void yeah, and also true. give you the Dark Souls aspects. 
That's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Plus, it's fucking beautiful. It is. I should have picked it honestly over. Dark Souls One just has an aura about it, though. That's where I get the Kotor. Like Kotor has that aura. I almost want to say the first one though. It just has mm-hmm. that. Well, then I pick Elden like, Ring for four. <laughs> no, we're not doing four, you bitch. <laughs> All right, so I've got Dark Souls One, Overwatch, which is technically, I guess, Overwatch Two now because they're the same mm-hmm. game, and um, Mass Effect Three. I think that's fair. I got Skyrim. You got a shooter, an adventure, and an action, or an, an RPG. Skyrim, KOTOR, Super Mario. Super Mario, or Mario 64 is maybe an accident. It's tough, man. There's like, again, like every time we go to a list, I'm like, well, what are the parameters, dude? Because yeah. like, the retro games, I have a place in my heart for. We should, we should separate. When's the last time I played Batman Returns? And what would, you what know? would consider, what would you consider retro? 20, 20 years old? I would say PS1 and earlier. At this point, it's got to be just like 20. I mean, KOTOR next year will be 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Fuck. Shit ass. Fuck. I'm gonna, I got to get a KOTOR tattoo now. Next year. <laughs> it's a fucking visor. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 10. Or like the, uh-uh. the goggles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you know what would be really funny? I don't want to say this because someone's going to steal it. Someone's probably already got it. But just the little miss dialogue when you like fucking slash the door and it misses. <laughs> miss, miss, miss. Yeah, Dude, just, I, yeah. I flurried at the fucking door. Right, three flurries just totally whiffed. <laughs> miss. You got it. I love it. Or we could get Lord Malik as most as please. Lord Malik's pissed. Just get it like wrapped around your arm. Or just all the way down. Lord Malik was most as please when you learn your taste. The whole thing. <laughs> All right. Well, well, that was uh, fun. We could do maybe like a little uh, three-round draft at the end of every episode with different categories. Yeah, and it can. Energy I, drink, I beer. love the more random, the better. Like I've seen uh, chips, literally top. Most people do five. Top five favorite type of light bulb. LED halogen. <laughs> See, I got it. Uh, good day, Galaxy. No, we appreciate everybody yeah, tuning thank you. in. Um, Shout out to everybody who was live with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we're uh, a day late, but we wanted to get Andor in. Well, yeah. I mean, it was... Um, if we have the option to do it in person, even if it's a day late or a couple days late, and I think that's kind of like the, the way we go about it. So, yeah. It's good. I think maybe Thursdays are good, because then we get to make sure we see the, like, the most recent Andor episode, yeah, too. at this point. But, so, um, but yes. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying Andor as much as we are. And House of the Dragon as well. Um, but yeah, episode 315. And what else do you want to say to these fan fan fuckers here? Fuck you. Okay. We love you.